Being in the library basement, flipping through the books removed from public view always gave me a sense of peace. I'm lucky the librarian still let me down here, all these years later. They hand me a key and say, go on, sass. My hand passes along the spines of the books until I come to feel worn, tattered leather. I pull the old book off the shelf, thinking to myself, I guess Miss Karen didn't get a chance to repair this one. I open the book carefully, surprised to find the book block intact with pages firmly in place. The contents of the pages just seem to be old poems and sonnets until I come upon a page titled For Longing with a short list beneath it. As weird as it was, it seemed like the instructions for something. Written at the bottom of the list was, bring forth the hellion and what is essential would be committed. Yeah, the shit is weird. I gotta bring it home. I almost closed the book and slid my hand the wrong way, giving myself a paper cut, leaving a bit of blood on the page's edge. I suckled the blood from my wound, closed the book, and placed it in my bag. Realizing how late it's getting, I prepare to leave. After returning the basement key to the front desk, I jump in my Uber headed home before Scream shows up for podcast work. Just as the Uber arrived, the sunset was almost over. I sent Sass a text that I'm here and got out of the car. I walked down her driveway to the back door, crushing fall leaves on my way and hearing some noisy-ass crows on the roof. I reached the door, just as Sass opened it. You notice a bunch of crows on your house? She replied nonchalantly. Yeah, they've been coming around lately. As long as they don't make so much noise, I'm good. These mics pick up way too much sounds anyway. When we're finally in her room, our humble little makeshift studio, she pointed at a book on her desk. Take a look at that. I put a bookmark on a certain page already. I picked the old thing up, and just as I get to the marked page, I cut my finger on it. Ow, damn. Sass giggled. <laughs> well, I thought books were the most dangerous when I threw them at people. It cut me too. She began looking for a band-aid, and I examined the book. After reading the brief content on the page, I exclaimed, Uh, first I bled on it a little, so ew. Second, this is a ritual, or at least I think it is. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. She said. It's just a list of instructions, right? I was going to use it for an episode, but I kind of couldn't help but show you first. I'm going to still use it, though. I bring the book over to my seat as Sass hands me a band-aid. After my little act of first aid, I looked up seeing Sass's bandaged finger. I touched mine also. I touched my also bandaged finger to her and smirked. You're weird ass, nerd. She laughed. <laughs> but her attention was quickly transferred back to the book. Did you read that last part? She asked me. Yeah, bring forth the hellion and what is essential will be committed. I guess it's supposed to be the prize or whatever, but I was kind of laughing at the ritual itself, I explained. Cross the path of red stars thrice. Nice. Rituals in space. Now we can tell the aliens not to play with this mess either. I don't know if you can laugh and scuff at the exact same time, but that was my response to Sass, non-stop foolishness. We continue to go down the list with the rituals and make fun of it in its entirety, as always, until Sass finally let out a deep yawn. <clears throat> Alright, woman. I think we're warmed up. Let's knock this recording out so I can get some sleep. It's been like two days since I've shut my eyes. Yeah, I feel ya. I'll get enough sleep for the both of us tonight if I can. Screams and I finally finished recording some new episodes. We began packing up when Screams scheduled her Uber. Her yawn was contagious as she passed it to me. Us standing there, our mouths open like fly traps. I laughed and escorted her to the door, reminding her to text me when she got home. And don't forget, we got brunch tomorrow. Bitch, I never forget brunch. I chuckled at her vigor for good food and day drinking. It's good to have friends like this.
On the way back to my room, I began thinking of how and when I would begin editing the next episodes. Upon entering, I see the book once again on my desk and move closer to examine it. There's something I hadn't noticed before. Although it was normal for books not to have titles printed on them, this one had no title and no author. Not even in small print. Checking the first few pages, there was also no publishing house, copyright, just nothing. I spoke quietly to myself. Did I grab an old ass journal or something? I woke up the next day, and after completing my grooming rituals and a little self-pampering, I got a text from Screams. On my way. She arrived a few moments later, and I happily jumped in her car. We began normal conversations about the podcast, the upcoming episodes, and what we should do for the next holiday, just to get the business portion out of the way. Then, Screams ran a red light and said, Well, nothing. I looked over to check on my friend, but she continued talking as if it didn't just happen. Normally, she'd be halfway to an anxiety attack by now, and then she ran another red light. And another. Cross the paths of red stars thrice. What the hell is wrong with her? We should be pulled over with screams freaking the fuck out and maybe even taking it out on me a little bit. I decided not to say anything yet. I'd rather not cause her to panic while she's driving. We pulled up to the restaurant and just made our reservation. The fact that Screams works here made it easier to get a booth. Once we were seated, Screams began talking, but I didn't hear anything. How could she of all people not realize she drove through three red lights? Did no one else see? Is it just me? I kept bombarding myself with questions until I couldn't hold it in anymore. Screams, what the fuck is going on? I looked up from my plate at Sass's sudden question. What are you talking about? You seriously didn't notice? You ran three red lights on the way here. <laughs> no, I didn't. Look, if you don't care, I don't give a shit. But you should be hyperventilating right now. Dude, I didn't even know I did. Look, stop talking. As long as I don't know what I did, I won't lose my shit and I can enjoy the rest of my life. Sass laughed and agreed not to mention it again. Then the bitch took a piece of sausage off my plate and ate it. In response, I stabbed my fork through one of her potatoes and placed it in my mouth. She feigned a look of betrayal. Thieve the pavulum of another. Huh? What? Uh, I thought you said something. Nah, I'm still trying to eat before you take more of my food. The day continued on normal, with the usual laughs, comments, and sass's sexual remarks. Even more so when our waiter came by to make sure we were doing okay. I knew the guys who worked there, but I've never seen him before. But he was kind of cute. He was about my height, but his broad shoulders made up for that. He smiled at us, but his smile was a little off to me. Almost unusual. Regardless, Sass smirked at me with a knowing look and I resumed our food war. After raiding each other's plate, Sass began talking about the ugly ass book she found. You know, I don't think that book from the library was ever published. Meaning? Well, there's no author, no publisher. There's not even an ISBN number. Even Bibles have ID numbers. And when you look closer, it looks like it might have been handwritten. Do you think it was one of the librarian's books? Like something personal? Uh, I seriously doubt that. They're not into creepy shit. Anyway, I'ma just return it when I'm done with it. It's just weird is all, but it should be good detail for the show anyway. After finishing our mimosas, we paid our bill and headed to the car. It was about 1.30 in the afternoon, and driving back to Sass's house proved to be much more difficult than usual. No matter which direction we tried to go in, the traffic was horrendous. I've only ever seen this on the damn highway. Do you think it was an accident? 
I don't know, but it'd be nice to move, though. We waited and waited. I checked my watch, and it was literally almost 4 o'clock. Every few minutes, we inched forward. Screams, if your car has wings or something, now is the time to surprise me. Actually, you could have surprised me a couple of hours ago. Sorry, I'm not supposed to show government inventions on the street yet. Fucking smartass. And I think you were right. It's gotta be an accident. There's mad lights up ahead. All this for one accident, though? Remember, this is a big-ass street with openings and exits from the highway. Everyone is coming and going at the same time, but now we're stuck. So it has to be really bad. About 30 minutes later, we were close enough to see the accident as our stream of cars were directed to make a left. We could see everything out the passenger window as the road stretched on. The police tape blocked several cars that were strewn across the road and sidewalks. Broken windows, bumpers left to the side, even a hood from a car was missing. One car looked especially mangled, with almost a whole top torn off. People with coroner written on their jackets prepared a black body bag on the ground. They gently pulled a man out of the car. His face, I would say was covered in blood, but his face looked like it was scraped off. And all there was to see was bloody tissue hanging. Behold, a horrid affair. Fuck. Oh my god. What the hell happened? I don't know, but I just want to fucking go. Alright, just look straight ahead. I'm gonna put my back to the window. You won't see anything, alright? We sat there for longer than we should have had to. But we were finally waved on by a tall police officer. If we hadn't just seen a dead guy, I would have told him how good he looks. He smiled at us as he waved people by. Must be nice to smile through all this. After spending so much time in that mess, we finally made it to my house around 5.30. I asked Screams if she wanted to come inside for a while to let the rest of the traffic die down. She accepted my offer. Screams had this look on her face. I couldn't translate it, but I knew it wasn't good. The accident must have disturbed her more than I thought. As she sat on my bed toying with her phone, I turned Bob's burgers on and made some tea. It took a while, but she seemed to be a bit better. She ran through three red lights today and saw a dead guy with no face and didn't fall apart. My little screamsy is growing up. I decided to post something on Instagram. I opened the app to see that Screams had posted a pic of our brunch in the story a few mo minutes ago. I followed up with a drawing created by Screams with a, f with a reminder about our Halloween episode for tomorrow. Be the messenger roaming the night, propagating your word. I heard a scratchy voice say something like, Be a messenger? Sass must have been watching creepy stuff on her phone as always, and I'm in no mood for it. I checked the news periodically about the traffic from earlier. It looked like it's almost done clearing up, but honestly I'm too tired to move. And too drunk. The tea eventually turned into wine, and dust turned into night. We ordered food, and before you know it, Sass and I fell asleep. Me on the floor, her in the bed. Late into the night, I woke to the sound of disembarking and snarling. Wake. Wake to the beast's cries at the core of the night tide. My eyes were so heavy, it was so hard to open them. And I know I just heard Sass talking to me about beasts. Finally, my sight landed on the clock above Sass's bed. 2.11 glowed in red before me and the barking seems to get closer. I tried to sit up, but I couldn't move, not even a little. I felt a pressure across my body. My heart started pulsing, eyes starting right to left with alarm. 
breathing became even more difficult and soon my chest felt like I was going to cave in. I could feel myself start to sweat. I want to cry, but I couldn't even do that. As much as I forced it, I couldn't do anything. I tried to speak, but no sound came out. It was then that I realized that the barking had turned into growling and it was right by my ear. There's something standing over me, breathing hot breath onto my face. I silently begged Sass to wake up. Just fucking wake up. My eyes traveled up to her face, set on the edge of the bed in the moonlight. And she was staring at me in panic, making small noises through her closed lips, with her chest barely moving. She was begging for my help, just as I begged for hers. As her body lay frozen, I saw the hair by her face move like air was being blown on her. There's more than just one of these things in here. Suddenly, Sass's body shook a little and her finger twitched even so slightly. I felt hope for a brief second until a piercing scream tore out of her body. She was in a fetal position, clutching her leg as blood seeped through her pants, the scream still exiting her body. Smoke began to rise from beneath her hands. Minutes went by. For every scream she released, she drew a deep breath. Then suddenly, my shrieking began, just as loud when a scorching pain ripped through my right arm. Something burning me. I grab my arm and feel gushing blood. I finally managed to open my eyes again and see smoking coming from my wounds. Now I could cry like I wanted to. Seek escaping intentions of that who plagues you. Finally, I stopped screaming, but I can barely see through the tears in my eyes. And I heard it this time. I heard those words clearly, and the fire in my legs sparked up again, causing more blood to gush. It subsided a moment later, but there's still smoke coming out. I'm trying to ignore it and reach out for screams. She's still screaming and clutching at her arm. I looked at her at the very moment before she started screaming. Her arm split open in several places out of nowhere. Blood and smoke rushed out. Still trying to clutch my leg, I got to the floor. Consoling screams didn't work at all. The darkness isn't helping. I get to my knees and turn on the lamp next to my bed. I crawled over to the hamper. With every move, a grunt of agony accompanied. I dug through clothes, finding a scarf to tie around my leg. My skin was ripped and puckered like a piece was bitten off my thigh. I searched for another makeshift tourniquet. Scream shrieking turned into whimpers. Through my legs' protests, I was by her side. Honey, let me see your arm, okay? No, don't touch me, please. I gotta tie off your arm. You're still bleeding too much. You might pass out if I don't. She moved her hand just enough for me to get the shawl around her arm. I put her hand back over it for pressure. I try not to focus on the fact that it looks like claw marks. Smoke still escaped our wounds, and we froze. We had to catch our breaths. Just who the fuck are we supposed to call for smoking bites and claws? What did you say before? Scream's voice was trembling. She had a dazed look in her eye. What? Um, escapes intentions, a plagues, or something. So you heard it too. It was seek escaping intentions of that who plagues you, but I didn't say it. I remember reading those words. Fuck, my eyes slid to the decrepit book on my desk. I know I saw those words in that book, using the edge on my bed for support. I moved towards my desk, dragging my leg behind me. I stopped to catch my breath and roughly grabbed the book. 
I open it to the page with the four longing ritual on it, and it's all there. We did this. If you look at it right, we did it all. Sass looked at me with tears streaming down her face and held the book in front of me. I took it with the hand on my good arm. She was showing me the ritual from yesterday. Everything is happening from start to finish in order. What? How? Half the shit doesn't even make sense! Yes, it does. We went through three red lights earlier. That was three stars. Pabulum is food, and we took it off of each other. We saw a dead man. We posted to social media, which is pretty much sending a message to the world. We woke up to a bunch of barking at 2 fucking a.m. There's only one thing left. Sasa's breathing was ragged, whereas mine had stopped completely. The book became warm in my hands, and I looked to see that something on a page was moving. It's where we bled on the book, Sass. Our blood slid across the page into bindings of the pages. The cover slammed shut and the book became so heavy I had to drop it. We gotta go now. What? Sass was already making her way to her feet through painful grunts. We just got mauled in my room by things we couldn't see. And now the damn ritual said something's gonna plague us. Get your keys. We leaving now. Moving slowly down the stairs with our injuries, we finally got to the bottom when Sass's arm shot out in front of me. Stop. I see someone standing in the backyard. I looked over her shoulder towards the open windows. There was a man out there, but it looked like his back was turned to us. Move quietly. We'll go through the front door. Sass leads the way to the front of the house. Just as we get there, someone begins banging on the door. Police, open up. Move back. We didn't call. I know. The doorknob grabbed our attention as it clicked each turn. It was locked, but the last turn went past the lock's threshold and broke the doorknob. It hit the floor, and the door opened slowly to reveal a policeman. The same policeman that smiled our way at the accident earlier stepped through the doors. Well, here we are. Following behind him was the waiter we saw at brunch. Don't bother moving. The ritual said that we'll get what we need if we summon you. Well, we need to live. That's not what it says. Summoning of a demon to receive what is needed. So who exactly is getting what they require? The policeman's smile faded. They walked towards us in unison, their bodies expelling smoke. My wounds started burning. It was so cold, the pain stabbing its way up my arm into my chest, my neck, and the last thing I heard was our screaming. There were shapes of the bodies left on the floor. I look upon them with satisfaction, strength pulsating through me from my feed. Now that that's out of the way, did you get the book? Yes. Where should we leave it next? <laughs>